Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we are going to talk about why not to marry a man who doesn't do housework and um, how you need to kind of talk about this at home if you're a parent, if you don't want your children to end up in dysfunctional relationships later on. And of course, there are caveats because some women will say, I don't care if my husband does housework. And uh, we will talk about that as well uh, right after I tell you to subscribe. Uh, my most recent subscriber episode was when you want your wife to change how she dresses and the one coming up is going to be why would your partner try to make you happy if you never act happy that will be the one that comes out next all right so anyway there's also of course a hundred more so what is what do I mean by housework so obviously you're gonna meet your husband he's not a full you know he's in his 20s when you meet somebody or maybe you meet him in his 40s after a divorce or sometime in between or whatever um he's just gonna have an apartment right so he's probably not gonna have a single family house with all he certainly is not gonna all the time have his own children yet so you kind of don't know what he's going to um do in the case that he has a family right but there's ways to tell if a human being can take care of themselves, right? And a lot of women act like, how could I have known that he wasn't going to help out when the guy lived like, you know, like in filth and he never ate at home. He never had anything in the fridge. His, he never really cleaned. He never changed his sheets. He, he never you know, thought about, never, he didn't even even have a house plant, never had a pet. You know, there, there's a lot of people who cannot keep themselves um, afloat, really, in, in any meaningful sense. It, they look at the home as like this landing pad in between work and going out and hobbies. That isn't all men, though. Like, if you're a woman listening to this and you're like, oh, yeah, that's just all men. That's not all men. Plenty of men know how to, you know, sweep up a mess on the floor and many men do have a, a pet or something that they have to take care of. Many men change their sheets, they do their laundry, they do stuff. And guys even do this in college. So like there's guys that do laundry in college more frequently than others. You know, there's guys who uh, they have like trash piling up in their dorm room and there's guys who don't. So if you marry a guy who has no indication that he can do anything like this, you are going to do it. And at first you may think that that's very cute and that you can take care of him. And that's the part that women don't really like to remember because it makes them feel stupid. And it's best to admit it. You know, we all make mistakes when we're stupid and young. And also, when your sex hormones are raging because you're like very young and you're very into the idea. I talked about this in my Feminine Energy podcast. A lot of women like these ideas, these follow these people on TikTok that talk about like being a soft girl and being feminine and your feminine energy. That seems really good when you're 25 years old, right? So you have this idea in your head like, oh, he's a slob, but he's like a really good guy and I'm going to like make cookies and I'm going to clean the house and I'm going to, you know, decorate the nursery and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. 
you if you want to do that, keep in mind you're always going to be doing that. So you you may not always want to do it. And you're not going to want to do it as much after children. And it may it's like it, it's like any other sort of idealistic fantasy. It, it doesn't really hold water when push comes to shove. Most women want somebody who can um, sweep up a mess or who can make a phone call to, to a doctor's office or who can uh, put something on a calendar. So if you were always, and, and this is also in the realm of orga- organizational skill, so not just that their organizational brain only comes on when they sit down at work, because you may doubt that that's real, and a lot of women do. They're like, how could he be so good at work and he's not so good at home? First of all, that is like classic ADHD. They can only hyper-focus on something when there's a deadline and when there's adrenaline. So if they know they're going to get fired, they could do a lot uh, different stuff than if they just know that they may get ants at some point in the future if they leave uh, food on the table. So people with ADHD, particularly, and you should read the book, The ADHD Effect on Marriage. If your husband is this person who has no organizational capacity, then, you know, you may want to look into whether he has ADHD. That's kind of common. But um, he can do it at work, but also he's doing it less well at work than you realize. Because all of these men, when I talk to them, the wife is like, why can he get so much shit done at work, but he can't get anything done at home? The man's like, I don't. I don't get so much shit done at work. I'm actually far behind. I'm actually always missing shit. You know, I'm the guy that everybody knows it's even money that he won't show up for a meeting. And the wives are usually taken aback because they don't realize that he's fucking up at work too for the same exact reasons. And his dorm room correlates with his room when he was growing up as a boy, correlates with what he's going to do at work and correlates with what he's going to do at home. So if you are idealizing this kind of man, then you need to realize that they're going to be the same person forever. You cannot marry somebody and think that they're just going to change when push comes to shove. The adrenaline rush of having a newborn baby is not the same as having your boss walk over to you and say you're about to lose your job because you have the baby 24-7. You don't have your boss coming striding over towards you across the room 24-7. It isn't the same adrenaline rush, so they're not going to feel the urgency in the way that you feel the urgency. It used to be when social and gender roles were different that women would kind of understand that their role was to do all the organizational stuff in the house. That is no longer the case. If you want that to be your role, that has to be an individual decision versus a gender decision. So if if you want that to be, then that has to be something that's discussed. That you are like, I understand that this man, I'm looking around his room, his apartment, whatever, it's filthy, it's disgusting. He will not change. He can't. Even if he tells me he will change, it means nothing. Because he's in the new love phase and he would like to think he can change. But it means as little as the fact that I like to give head now and I may not after I get married. And, uh, you know, same thing. The decremented female libido parallels the decremented male feeling in love and like I would do anything for them. It's like the same thing. It's the same hormonal, you know, drunken new love feeling. So if you really want, here, here's a better way. Here's a better way to think about it. If your father, as a woman, if your father was good at organization and took over half the shit uh, so that your mother didn't have to do everything, that's probably what you're expecting marriage to look like. Do not marry the man who leaves potato chip bags under his bed um, in his dorm or whatever the case may be. You are ne- It's never going to get better. And if you are so in love with this man, then also make sure that you know you will be cleaning out the potato chip bags forever or 
Or you can have an idea in your mind that one or both of you have to make enough money to outsource all of the housework and a lot of the organization. And that's okay. There are some women who are so in love with the guy and the fact that he doesn't do housework is whatever. Because A, either they love to do it and or they can outsource it. But you have to be thinking clearly. The idea of meeting somebody who's a slob and then thinking they're going to change is as ludicrous as I consistently tell men it is to think that a low libido woman when you're dating is going to morph into a high libido woman after marriage. She's going to get worse, not better. And it's the same with a guy who is sloppy and who can't do housework and can't organize. He's going to get worse, not better. So if you are okay with that, then get married. If you're not, then you have to think about somebody else. What you can't do, I mean, you probably will no matter what I say, but at least there'll be a little voice in your head that possibly could deter you. What it is unfair to do to yourself and to this person is to say, but you'll change when we're married, right? Implicitly or explicitly because he can't. He's shown who he is. He's shown who he is. He's, he's the guy who doesn't change his sheets. He hasn't changed his sheet since he started dating you. You were dating him for eight months. He is not going to turn into the guy who knows how to clean the kitchen to your specification. You need to love him for other things and take over all of the housework if you want or outsource it all, but he can't do it. So it's the same thing with the low libido woman. If you want to marry a woman, you're going to have a lot of sex and you're not having a lot of sex when you're dating. How the hell is she going to turn into a porn star after you get married as the honeymoon stage fades? If you marry this woman, you have to tell yourself that it doesn't matter. You're never going to cheat on her. You're not going to want to have that much sex. You're not going to force her. You're not going to be up her ass to change. And you're just going to say, I I accept that to be with this beautiful, remarkable person, we're not going to have that much sex. Let me tell you, you're not going to like that (laughs) long term. The same as the woman probably isn't going to like the guy who can't ever clean the kitchen. So these are the things that you really have to look out for. And if that man, giving the parent parallel, if that man that says, oh, he would be okay with the woman who will barely touch him, but she's so beautiful and smart. If his mother was a very warm, physically affectionate person, that is his expectation for marriage implicitly. So although he doesn't want to marry his mother, he learned that that was what marriage looks like and he's not going to like it the way he thinks he will. He's not going to be okay with having less sex than he wants to have because he's not always going to think of her as so splendid because he, she may be beautiful and smart and whatever, but he's also wearing the honeymoon stage goggles of this rose-colored glasses thinking that she's better than she is. So the point is that you cannot marry somebody expecting them to change. And I talked about this, um, that in my podcast that said women fantasize that men will change after marriage, but men also fantasize women will change. It's just in a different way. Men think that after we get engaged, after we get married, whatever it is, then she'll feel secure and safe and all of these things. And then that's when our sex life is really going to ramp up. It's silly. It's ludicrous. And it it leads to a lot of drama and uh, heartache that could be obviated if there was more of an understanding that people are who they are. Years ago, it used to be thought that a man would not do anything around the house. So, so thus, the expectation was very minimal. So you could uh, marry a man that could afford housework help for you uh, or not, you know, and then you would do it. But it wasn't thought to be any different. Now, the, there was no other option necessarily. 
And so with that, there was a lot less um, push-pull of thinking that somebody could really change. The idea that people could change their entire core personality is really relatively recent, you know, and we have a very psychology and therapy-obsessed culture right now, and it's almost anathema to say that a person has a personality, and the personality doesn't really change, because the idea is that everybody can change anything. Everybody can't change everything. You know, I was uh, talking to my daughter, she's uh, uh, 13 now, and she was saying, well, you could do everything if you put your mind to it. And I said, I cannot. (laughs) She was saying to me in particular, because I forget what I said I could do or not do or something. And she said, no, you could, you you could, you could do anything that you put your mind to. I said, I certainly can. And so my son from the back says, for example, she can't be good at basketball. So I said, there you go. (laughs) Thank you. And uh, yes, it's true. We can't all be good at whatever we want. There's many things I could be good at. But for example, I can't be good at basketball. I could be better. But there's no world in which I am getting onto the WNBA. That's just not happening. So, you know, there's this idea and it hurts people more than it helps them because it swung, the pendulum swung too far. So, of course, to think that there's absolutely nothing you could change in your station and to go to some kind of caste system is not what I'm advising. Of course, people can change and grow. But does, do have I ever seen somebody change from somebody who was always a messy, sloppy person who never gave a shit about cleaning into somebody who is Mr. Clean in marriage? No, I never seen that. And similarly, I have never seen a a woman who started out as a little girl who thought everything was gross, who never particularly liked cuddles or kisses, and never really had much of a, you know, romantic touching, um, didn't focus on physical touch ever in her relationships, to turn into a woman who is like, loves sex. No, I never seen it. Never, probably never will, because it's crazy, because it's not real. I have guinea pigs. They're not going to turn into dogs. Like, it's just not going to happen. So if you think that you are going to marry a man that is crap at housework and he's going to change into somebody who's good at housework, I have a bridge to sell you because it's not going to happen. And it's not a fair expectation on him, and it's not a fair expectation on you. So you, if you are now being like, well, shit, can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. I already married him, and he won't clean the kitchen. Yeah, you know, I mean, we there's a lot of problems in this world, and we got to think outside the box. So you could either keep banging your head against the wall, keep telling him to clean the kitchen in the way that he has never cleaned the kitchen in his whole life, or maybe you could think outside the box a little bit. Maybe you could hire somebody to clean the kitchen in the way that you want. Maybe you wouldn't be so upset about him not cleaning the kitchen if he did other things, like validated and appreciated how wonderful of a home that you keep and manage, whether or not you hire somebody. Uh, maybe if he was more romantic, and I have a post called what would your housework standards be if you felt more loved maybe if he were better and different in some domains where he does have some more flexibility such as grew more empathic which is something that people can learn to do you know assuming they're not sociopaths which are a very small subset of the population uh if he grew more empathic and more understood how difficult it was to live with him then maybe his half-assed job of doing the kitchen which he's apologetic about would be okay because at least he's not pretending that it's a good job and you should be happy for And it's the exact same thing with the men with the low libido wives. If you don't want to divorce your wife, I mean, you know, you you don't have, there's not a lot of, uh, what's the word? You you, you can't change her into somebody else. You can try. I mean, God knows I give you all the possible tools to try that maybe she just doesn't know what she likes. Maybe she had sexual trauma. Maybe you're just shit in bed and we can do all the focus on you learning to be a better lover. 
But if you're trying to change her from a woman who shies away from your kids when their hands are too sweaty to a woman who's begging to go down on you, I have a bridge to sell you because it ain't going to happen. And so we need to balance between acceptance and change in any healthy marriage. In fact, that is why, you know, DBT, I run a DBT group, not me, but a, a therapist in my practice. You've heard of DBT potentially for borderline personality, for depression, what have you. Stands for Dialectical Behavior Therapy. It was pioneered by Marsha Linehan, who herself, as a young woman, she came out with this a few years ago, now a lot of years ago, struggled with borderline personality. And borderline personality disorder used to be thought of as something that couldn't be treated. And then she pioneers DBT and it engages all of these techniques that draw from Buddhism and it's acceptance based, but then it also is behavioral based and CBT and Zen Buddhism and whatever else. Right. I read about this years ago and was trained in it to some degree in my program. Either way, the, what does dialectical mean is the point of that little background, is the dialectic between acceptance and change. Acceptance and change. They, you cannot change, ironically and paradoxically, until you accept where you're at. You know, and you can't accept where you're at until you also commit to trying to change into the best person that you can be and to understand that that's possible. There has to be a balance between acceptance and change. So while your husband may get better at cleaning the kitchen, he's never going to be perfect. And while you may get better at acting enthusiastic in bed or even being enthusiastic in bed, it's still never going to hit the money shot for him potentially for what his, uh, you know, hopes and dreams are if, if they equate to analogously what your hopes and dreams are for how he cleans the kitchen. But this is an aside for my many married readers, but if you are in the situation where you are dating a man and you go over and his house is a hovel and you do not want to end up being Cinderella that's taking care of everything and you do not potentially have the money or the interest in outsourcing the Cinderella tasks, fucking don't be with him. Don't be with him. Because it's kind of like um, it should be and you could get to where it's a, it's a turnoff. It's something that you could picture being a turnoff. The same as if he like kicked his dog. You'd be like, what a psychopath. Who would kick a dog? Well, you could think the same of somebody who has nasty dishes in the sink in his house or who obviously doesn't own a vacuum or whatever else. Okay, so this is your PSA to not be one of the women that five years in says, oh, guess what? He doesn't help with cleaning. And uh, now I'm trying to think about uh, if he ever indicated that he would. And now I feel bad about myself for being stupid. So don't be that person. And also the corollary, of course, the analogy, if you're the man listening, is the same with the sex drive. But I have enough podcasts on that one. This one is more about the housework. And hope you found this of interest. And I'll talk to you all soon. Have a great day.